Well, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. This is Rachel with A Good Girl's Guide. Now, if you are just tuning in for the very first time in our very first podcast, thank you so, so much for being here. I'm really excited to get this off the ground. It's been kind of um, a long time in the making for sure. Now, just a little bit about me. If you are new to the Rachel game, I am currently kind of transitioning into determining what I want to call myself. So you can go ahead and definitely give me an amen on the other side of the speaker here that I won't be able to hear you from if you've ever felt like you were in a position of not really knowing who you are, who you want to be blah, 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 blah. So I guess if I had to put a term on it today, I decided to call myself a perspective coach, which I would suspect would be very similar to being like a life coach, but there's more involved in my opinion, because I don't want to brand myself as only an intimacy coach. I don't want to brand myself as only a business coach. I don't want to brand myself as only a whatever, whatever. So perspective seems to be the gift that I can give to people. Now through this is, uh, all been blessed because of personal development and personal development is not only been a passion of mine but it's been something that seems to be seeping out into the world at large I think so if you are really really new to personal development you are in for a amazing awakening through this conversation here today and that's really what I want to talk about most now de- determining on who you want to be and where you want to be in the world uh, a lot of people I think go through life not knowing or understanding how to figure that out Most of the time, people are asleep, in my opinion. That's what I like to say, is that before you get into personal development, you're asleep. And asleep is not necessarily your fault. It's just the condition of the world. You know, you're born, you're born into whatever environment you have, whether it's a two-family household with parents, if it's in foster care, if it's in uh, a situation where you have another person, a single person trying to raise you the best they can, whatever the case may be. We are asleep because we are gifted the ability to know things from, I mean, everybody on planet Earth, but most importantly, obviously, your core group of people that you're surrounded with day after day, month after month, year after year. So every experience that comes into your life is given to you through some other way, shape, or form. As a young person, we have innate abilities to learning how to walk and how to breathe. Our bodies just take care of that, right? But everything else we do is a learned behavior or a learned perception or a learned idea uh, based on the people around us and what they have actually gone through in their life. And the beautiful thing is, is that you have this ability to have exposure to a lot of different perceptions, ideas, and thoughts, but because your core group is the people that you see the most frequently, it's inherently obvious that your ideas and thoughts and values are going to probably be a reflection of that. And what's interesting is that sometimes, you know, it can be a situation where, you decide that's exactly who I don't want to be as you get older. But again, those are still influenced by that group of people, right? Now, when you're looking at waking up, waking up is a journey that is most often I find discovered as an adult. If you have parents or authoritative figures or whoever, again, is raising you, that are already awake, then you are very unique in being able to start off on the right foot of having an abundance of your own thoughts, an abundance of your own inspiration to how you want to live your life. But majority of us weren't that fortunate because our parents, our pastors, our teachers weren't awake either because it's all a replication of the generation before them, right? We pass on our food, our favorite foods to eat. We pass on our favorite holiday traditions. We pass on even ways to raise our children and those kinds of things. So it's a very broad and also very, very narrow subject to talk about because it's everything, everything. So 
we do the best we can with what we know as we begin to grow. That's what's beautiful about it. But more often than not, I said moron, <laughs> uh, you get to a place in your life where you start to feel an internal tug. Like it doesn't feel right or I'm not sure or where do I go from here or why in the world do things all of a sudden feel different for me? I've been living this life at X, Y, and Z speed influenced by all these other things. But today it doesn't quite fit with me. All right. Now the broad spectrum of this can be through political views. It can be through racial views. It can be through religious views, but it can be as easy as well as liking fruits and vegetables. So it's up to you whether or not you want to wake up or if you want to stay asleep. And becoming awake is such a painful process that I feel like some people just find it easier just to shut down and continue with the rat race. And that's staying asleep. Doing the visions of nine to five, working for somebody else, having the security of a paycheck uh, from a job, that is the norm. But the, the crazy thing is that it's not really the norm, right? Most people don't work nine to fives. We have crazy schedules. We work overnights. We work third shift. We don't have a two-person household all the time. It's not the way we say that it's supposed to be. And this 60s view of a housewife and somebody bringing in the income and there's dinner on the table at five o'clock and whatever, right? It's not the way that it is, but it is the way that we tend to try to live. So waking up re really means that you're in, you are in charge and responsible. You are in charge and responsible of figuring out who you want to be. Now, discovering that is a long journey, and that's what personal development is all about. But the beautiful thing is, is that you have everything at your disposal to do this. You've got libraries and libraries and libraries about books on anything you can think of, whether it's a career change, whether it's spirituality, whether it's how to raise your kids. It doesn't matter what it is. You have this unbelievable amount of knowledge right at your fingertips and it's free from the library otherwise you had this thing called the internet i think it was uh, invented oh, i mean i think by google i don't even know right but this other database of information where is information overload so i think sometimes maybe that's why people don't begin personal development is we don't know where to begin we don't know how to start now if you feel that internal tug, that's a pretty good indication that you're ready or you've already begun. Now, discovering a little bit more about yourself is the next step, right? What are your thoughts? What are your values about everything? And I tend to find that core beliefs really stem from five areas. And when I do an empowerment class that I started back in May, we really focus on these five core beliefs because in my opinion, you can work on one of them and feel incredibly successful, but without work on the other four, you're probably going to run into some hiccups, okay? So the five core beliefs that we talk about in the class is wealth, which is more than just money. It's definitely about finance and a little bit more than that as well. Second category is gonna be all about your relationships. And it obviously would include intimacy, but it's gonna be any relationship, business relationship, your relationship with your parents, relationship with your children, friendships, it's all important, it all counts. Number three is gonna be your mental mental and physical well-being. Mental and physical well-being, all right? Those two things go hand in hand. And it's very, very easy to talk about getting to the gym and working out, but it's so important to be exercising the mental capacities that you have as well and expanding upon those. Number four, spirituality. And spirituality is such a cluster, but an important part of who we are. And um, that needs to be a whole podcast in itself that we'll talk about one day for sure. But spirituality is important, whether you know it or not. Number five would be passion. Passion um, absolutely should be in something that you do in your daily life. But 
I tend to find that most people don't, unfortunately, have this as a part of their occupation. They're not getting paid to live their passion. Um, And if you do, major kudos to you and keep doing it, rocking it out. But if you don't feel like you get fulfillment and great passion from what you do as an everyday source, then you do need to make sure that you're seeking out a way to have contribution and growth in your life. So those five areas. Uh, Now, in those five areas, as mentioned earlier, right? So you can have success in one. You can have buco, buco, buco amounts of money. But realistically, does that necessarily mean that you'll be successful in your relationships? Absolutely not. How many people have you seen throughout history that have all the money in the world, but somehow they are divorced three times or they've been in and out of rehab or they end up filing bankruptcy or worst case scenario, they get so overwhelmed with life that they may to suicide. You know, that's the saddest, saddest view uh, that in most extreme that we can get to. But it happens. People that we think have it all take their own lives. So how sad is that, that we're suffering so hard, but we think that, you know, they've got it all. So you definitely want to make sure that you're, you're taking a view and stance on each one of those areas and that you work to, to get to each one of those areas as well. Working to have clarity in each of them, working to know what you need in each of them, uh, because they're all hand in hand, in my opinion, and it's cyclical. You will find the most success and the most joy and the most fulfillment when each of those five areas is worked upon at some point in your life. And obviously, you have to come back and tweak them. And obviously, you outgrow those. And obviously, you smash goals. So you always need to be reevaluating. Now, what I also find seems to work really, really well is trying to determine which one of these is what I like to call your Everest. All right. So Everest would be that you've got one in these five areas is that you just don't want to tackle. You don't want to tackle it. You think it's just no way, shape, or form I'm ever going to get past it. I'm never going to do better than I'm already doing. Or it's so unbelievably painful I can't even begin to think about trying to work on that. And what I tend to find the most often in, in my coaching clients is that it's relationships of some kind. There is something that happened during your lifespan that caused you a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And wherever that was in your life, the very first episode, that to me is where you probably stopped emotionally growing, okay? You still grew up as a human, but, and you might even be able to honestly handle situations as an adult, but there's some things that trigger you to result back to that hurt individual at age four, at age six, at age 12, whatever it was. So that's usually the Everest. And the Everest is something that you most likely aren't going to want to tackle at first. And it's okay. It's okay to put that one on the back burner. Put that one on the back burner until you feel like you've kind of accomplished a little bit more so that you can tread that mountain alone. So baby steps are great and working through other areas first so you can tackle that Everest. Uh, And what's really beautiful about personal development is you might end up discovering that which one you thought was your Everest may not really be your Everest. Through three years of personal development for myself, I always, always, always thought that my Everest would fall along the lines of probably mental and physical well-being because of my diet. But come to find out, it really wasn't. And after I was able to work through the diet and the uh, going to the gym and getting my body moving and earning my energy kinds of things, it turned out for me it was finance. So you just don't really ever know what the truth is that it's going to be. So money and wealth and things are the things I've been focusing on very heavily in my last year personal 
personal development. So for yourself, where do you begin and what do you do? Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably already aware that there's something inside that's giving you some conflict. And conflict is the number one thing to use as an indicator that you need some change in your life or you're working towards some change in your life. So pay attention to that. When when you feel distressed, when you feel anxious, when you feel depressed, it's a very good indication in nature that something is not right with you, obviously. And not like physically, like shame on you, something's wrong with you. Something internally is pulling at you and you should be doing some reflection to figure out what that is. So everybody's personal development journey is going to be different. And what I recommend is to try to figure out where you are is to maybe sit down first and foremost and write an ideal day. Your ideal day exercise is remarkable because for a lot of people, they want change in their life and they envision having something different, but they don't really know what that vision looks like. So if you don't know what the vision looks like, how will you ever know if you've arrived? Oh, that is so, so important, people. If you don't know what the vision looks like, you will never know if you've arrived. So this is that being on that treadmill and never stopping because once you hit $500,000 in like a personal career goal, if you've never said that $500,000 was like, you know, security and prestige for you, you're going to keep running that rat race because you don't know what success looks like. If you find the person of your dreams and they propose to you, but you didn't know what it was supposed to look like in terms of having an open and honest relationship, you're used to combativeness and tearing each other down because that's all you ever saw growing up, that relationship's not going to look successful for you and you're going to let it go, right? If you never know what spirituality is going to look like for you, that connection you need to feel to the universe, your your oneness, your bigger power, you're never going to know what security feels like in spirituality. So you have to have a clear understanding of it. So if you sit down and you were to write out what an ideal day would look like for yourself. If you woke up in the morning and you were able to spend your day exactly the way that you wanted it to, in regards to what you did for work, in regards to relationships you have with your children, your spouse, potential partner, whomever, what do you do then for work? Does it bring you joy and happiness? How much money do you make? Is it sufficient to the way you want to live your lifestyle? What about your community? Do you give back? Do you raise money for awareness? Do you spend a lot of time on the weekends at dog shelters? Do you move your body and get exercise in? And what does that look like? And how much fun is that for you? And then in passion, if your job is not bringing that to you, where are you finding growth and contribution to your community? Because without it, you will die. All right. So what does that day look like all day, every day? If you could spend it exactly the way that you wanted to, if nobody was able to see this vision that you had and you could dream big, what would it look like? And then by the end of the day, when you lay your head back down on the pillow, was it exactly the way you wanted to spend it? So getting very clear on what that looks like is the most important part because once you know what your ideal day looks like, you don't know how you're going to get there and that's all That's all right. It does not matter how you're going to get there. Do not stress about the steps because that's not the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise is to see the massive potential you have for living every day as you would want it to be. Then if you wanted to, which I challenge you to do and encourage you to do as well, is make that ideal day your daily manifestation of of. I don't know of a, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't believe I just drew a blank on that. Um, meditation. I can't believe I forgot the most important word when it comes to personal development. Meditation. Make it a daily meditation, especially if you are not ready for a traditional version of meditation. This is great because, again, if you start your day with remembering everything you would like for your day to be, it is quite honestly the easiest way to make sure that every decision you make will either lead you closer to your ideal day or will lead you farther away from it. There is no neutrality here, people. It's either going to move you closer or farther away and that's it so 
even if you're not quite ready to make change, knowing what you need to do in terms of getting to that visual aspect will be drawn upon everything that you do because you know, okay, well, if I want my ideal day to look like A, B, and C, will that consist of watching three hours of Netflix tonight or maybe picking up a book about finance and figuring out where I need to go from here? All right, hopefully that makes some sense, all right? So that's what you wanna start with is incorporating that ideal day. Tweak it as much as you need to, come back to it as often as you can. And every time you uh, cross a goal off of the list, rewrite that section so you can make sure that you are bigger and better than you who you were yesterday. Ugh, it's amazing. That's the beginning steps of personal development, in my opinion. Now, if you are brand new to it, if you have questions or concerns, I'm going to recommend you want to hit me up, all right? Definitely have available options for doing the empowerment class that comes up. This is a group setting, so you can do a lot more focus on these core five areas of belief. We also have got some one-on-one coaching sessions that are available as well, and couple sessions. So if you need some help learning how to communicate with your partner, or um, if you need to also maybe relay to them what's important to you and trying to find out what's important to them, that's an option as well. So you want to make sure that you hit me up on a good girl's guide you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram you can find me at a good girls guide to at gmail however you want to connect with me i want to connect with you so if you got some value from this podcast today please make sure to tune in because it will be the first of very very many i am sure share it with your girlfriend share it with your partner share it with anybody who needs some personal development in their life and need to feel a little bit better i want to thank you so much for tuning into this very first podcast i look forward to seeing you at the very next one and i hope you have a fantastic day